0: Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hey friends, it's Melvin. I hope that you're doing well. So we're actually on break from the Selling the Couch podcast, but... I hope that you enjoyed this podcast conversation from our archives. In the meantime, if you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post-pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income beyond therapy work or just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we want to be able to share that in a different way Uh, Beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 uh, to a $297 first sale and through a lot of uh, just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues. Uh, to purchase the course, so we've how had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the Healthcasters podcasting course, and I've learned a ton about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience, so meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that, but this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well. And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session have a great rest of your day. Hello, hello, welcome to session 229 of Selling the Couch. So today's a solo episode, and uh, I decided to title it Five Tips to Authentically Be a Guest on Podcasts. But before we uh, get to today's session, I just wanted to let you know, I caught this like crazy viral infection last week. And ended up turning into laryngitis. And so my voice is a little bit shot still. So if I struggle to get through this, uh, that's the reason. But I'm trying to like preserve my voice as much as possible because I've got uh, this podcast episode to record and then I've got several other things this week. But wherever you are, I hope that you're taking good care of your voice, especially in this season. So. launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. This topic is something that I've been wanting to do just a podcast episode on for a while. Fortunately, as STC has grown, I get quite a few requests to be a guest on podcasts, but also Several of our colleagues reaching out in order to be a guest on selling the couch. And I don't even know how this happened, but currently we are about 12 months booked out in terms of guests for STC. And typically in a given week, I'll receive anywhere between, I would say between like two or three and 10 requests to be a guest on selling the couch. And so I was thinking through, you know, the emails that I receive and how do i select potential guests and all of those different things and i wanted to share just some of those tips and some of the insights that i've learned um so you're probably wondering why in the world should i even go on a podcast as a guest well the first reason is because podcasts are a growing medium that's only going to continue to grow as different things like you know amazon Alexa and Google Home, those become more, more and more commonplace in our households. And the really cool thing also about podcasts is you don't have to give up something in order to listen to them. So um, if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, maybe what you're doing is you're doing something else, right? You're maybe in between sessions, jotting down notes or you're commuting or you're working out or cooking a meal. And so there's some really cool and unique aspects of podcasts that that really do make them really cool and unique. The other reason is you just look at the data and I'm just going to share now on podcasts. So currently 90, this is from late 2019, but 70% of Americans now have heard of podcasts. Um, That is just in the Past 12 months, that's approximately 20 million new Americans have discovered what a podcast is. And what's really interesting is 32% of folks in the US now listen to podcasts on a monthly basis. In 2018, that was 26%. So just to give you an understanding of how 32% is, that's about 90 million Americans are listening to podcasts at least every month, which is which is actually pretty interestingly, it's about the same ratio as Americans who regularly attend church. So the other reason why podcasts, it's, it's a great way for us to be able to share our knowledge and our expertise. At the end of the day, I don't have to tell you this, right? We all buy from people that we know, like, and trust. The third reason to go on podcasts is it's a great way to figure out who you're meant to serve and articulate that really well. So whether it's a certain niche you want to serve or a certain sub-niche or any of those things, just to be able to talk about it. On a podcast, it gives you the same skills when, for example, you might go to a physician's office or you're meeting with a colleague for coffee. Being on a podcast helps you articulate who it is that you're meant to serve. And articulate that well. The fourth reason, it's a great way to promote products and services that you offer. Podcasts are really interesting because they're what's called evergreen. So maybe you've listened to some of your favorite podcasts, you listen to the most popular episode, and then you go back and listen to some previous episodes, right? And so those episodes live forever. It's not like live radio, for example, where if you miss that that radio program, then You're going to have to go look elsewhere to go, go find it. And the final reason to get on podcasts is it's a great way to explore whether you would like to start your own podcast so you can essentially get your feet wet without the investment of time and energy and costs and all of those different things. So I wanted to just transition back into the tips. And so what I did was I, I wrote down five tips to authentically be a guest on podcasts. And then I actually included a bonus tip because, you know, I'm a overachiever. So. So tip number one is use the Apple Podcasts app and the Google search engine as search engines to find podcasts that you want to go on that align with your niches and specializations. So what I did was I created this little one-page cheat sheet for you, um, and included in that cheat sheet is a recording of how to do this. You can download it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcast guest checklist. But I think, like with this particular example, it might be a little easier to see it. But, and obviously, it's hard to share it on audio. But, but what you want to do is essentially use remember that even the Apple Podcast app is a search engine, right? Um, This data is a little bit older, but just from a couple of years ago, there were approximately 55 million searches on just iTunes alone for all sorts of different stuff. Apple has transitioned from iTunes, but just to give you an idea of like, these are like, people are searching for a lot of different stuff. And so when you yourself search, you can find a lot of different things, podcasts on all sorts of different things, and even sub niches within like bigger niches. And after you do that, tip number two is listen to several episodes of a podcast. I know this seems like a really like basic like Mal. Yeah, that's makes perfect sense. Why would you share that? I can't tell you the amount of times that I get emails from folks where I can tell they've never listened to a single episode of of STC. And I have no idea like who this person is. I know it almost seems like they've you know, done some sort of search and found the podcast, and they're now just like mass copying and pasting a some sort of a template and sending it out to a bunch of people. Don't do that. So instead, listen to several episodes of the podcast. This can also give you a pulse of the podcast on the podcast host. So for example, the type of questions that they ask. So when you're preparing to potentially go on that podcast, you can learn more about the personality of the podcast host, you can learn more about their values and whether they align with your own. And even things down to like, you know, like, do they curse on podcasts, or do they not curse on podcasts? STCs, you can probably tell is very try to make it very family friendly. I know for me, if I were listening to a podcast, and I was thinking about going on a podcast, and I, you know, like tuned into the podcast host, and I heard them like, you know, cursing like crazy. I would be a little, I would think I would be, get really intimidated and I would realize, you know, it's probably not a podcast that I want to go on. The other reason to listen to several episodes of a podcast is you can learn what topics are covered and more importantly, what topics have not been covered. So where the gaps are in the podcast, because podcast hosts are they are, they're receptive and especially if there's a topic that a lot of people want to hear and you can share that expertise and knowledge. Then, you know, there's an obvious gap and uh, you might be the person who's going to do that. And then finally, it's a good idea to listen to several episodes of a podcast because when you decide, when and if you decide to reach out to the podcast host to be a guest, you can mention some of those episodes. You know, I really enjoyed such and such episode because it, and this is what I took away and this is what I implemented. So you can personalize that email when you reach out to To the podcast host, and for the podcast host, I mean, it's it's nice to know that it's someone that really has heard the podcast that wants to come on the show. Tip number three is to see if a if the podcast has a community. So this could be a community that is on like a social media channel. It could be like a meetup group, anything like that. And the key thing to do is engage, engage in that community especially if you have, if it's community that at this point aligns with with how you think about things, a real key thing, and this is a subtle thing, is when you go into that community, give, share your knowledge, all of those things before asking. So I, I think that perspective, one, especially, you know, I think podcast hosts, they, you know, I know for me, like within this uh, STC community, I see the folks that are really active in there. I see the ones that are leading, kind of have that servant heart to want to lead and help people. And those are definitely the people that I'm more likely to have on the podcast because for me, it's like I know where their heart is, right? And for me, like, you know, STC community, it's nearing about 10,000 folks in that community, but the podcast now is heard over 20,000 times. And so what I often think about is, you know, if it's somebody that is all they're doing is, you know, kind of going into a community. They're just, they're taking, 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 and then they reach out to me to be a podcast guest. To be honest, like my natural thought is, man, you know, I gave you this free community of 10,000 and this is how you're behaving. So why would I now put you in front of where you're getting 20,000 downloads plus? And so it's just, I think a lot of times that's, it's not an arrogant way at all. And I don't mean it at all that way, but I think it's just, something to really think about. When you're also in that community, follow the rules of the community, especially on promotions and whether you can promote things, what days, those kind of things. And then this is something, subtle thing. This, of course, will likely not apply to you, but I've seen it enough times where I felt like this is good to put on to this episode. Um, Basically, don't do shady stuff in the community. Bigger communities like the STC community. We have seven admins that manage our community. In addition to me, we have our own admin page. We monitor things. We see the, you know, certain posts that are coming up. We see folks that may be violating rules over and over again. We take a note of those folks. So a lot of the bigger communities have kind of systems in place. This happened to me a couple of years ago, and this person has since been removed from the community. But one of the things that was happening was this person was going into certain threads in the community and just giving like helpful stuff. And then over time, what they started doing is they started, you could tell like there was something not right or something was off and we really couldn't figure out what was going on. And then a couple of the community members ended up private messaging me and they were like, yeah, this person's been like private messaging me try to like sign up for their coaching group or, and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And so we ended up actually removing the person from the community. But all that to say, when you engage in a community, do it authentically and wanting to be of service. Because for me, like, honestly, like I, re- I lost respect for that person because I realized like they didn't come to the community to actually help, actually did it to promote their own agenda. And then finally, the other reason to see if the podcast has a community is it gives you an idea of how they promote your potential podcast episode so are they pinning it are they sharing it what are they doing right so again tip number 1 is use apple podcast app and google as search engines to find podcasts that you want to go on tip number 2 is listen to several episodes of a podcast tip number 3 is see if the podcast has a community tip number 4 is see if they have an email list, and if so, um, join the email list, and as authentic and as appropriate, reply back, especially when they share like something that's been a tip or a strategy or a podcast episode, something that is helpful to you. You know, the truth is podcasting, like a lot of these social media things, is very ironic because in many ways you're in front of a lot of people. But, you know, for example, podcasting can sometimes be really isolating. And it's really nice to get a note back from somebody saying, you know what, that podcast was so helpful. And a podcast host is more likely to remember that nice gesture, especially if down the line you're thinking about being a guest, then it's like, oh yeah, I remember that person's name. And again, the key thing with that is to be authentic and appropriate. So don't do it, you know, as sort of like, oh, I want to, I'm going to reply back because I want them to remember my name so that eventually I can get on a podcast. So tip number five is see if the person has a form or some other method to get on the podcast listed on their website. And if they don't, use the contact form to ask the person like, hey, you know, I would love to be a podcast host, but I wasn't exactly sure how to do that. I wasn't even sure if you were accepting host podcasts, someone to be a guest on a podcast. Would you mind just letting letting me know? Again, this is sort of like, these are things that have happened to me. So I've had folks like friend me on Facebook. And then within like a week, they're like messaging me and being like, hey, I love your show can I be a podcast guest? And I'm like, Oh, what in the world? Like, what is going on? And so it's a little bit jarring. And so instead use the the website to submit if you want to be a podcast guest. The other reason is because like, you know, like podcasts that are more established, like for example, with STC, we have a form that folks fill out to be a podcast guest. But the reason is because one, it helps me to keep organized. But two, other members of the STC team, like my virtual assistant, have access to that form so that we know uh, we're all on the same page when it comes to who's going on the podcast, when that episode is releasing, all of those different things. And then the final tip that I wanted to share with you is when reaching out, stand out. So podcast hosts get a ton of emails, especially the more popular shows. I wouldn't put STC in that category of like super popular or anything like that. But as I mentioned at the beginning, I usually get around three to ten requests per week. And the one thing that I notice in a lot of these emails there is they're all either written, they're usually written word emails. Or sometimes, and it's perfectly fine to do this. So there's actually podcast guest services. So you can hire a company and they will reach out on your behalf to be guests on podcasts that they think align with, with your brand. It's not a bad idea at all. The only thing I would say is if you're going to do that, incorporate some personal element into it. Because I've seen some of these podcast companies, what it looks like what they're doing is essentially copying and pasting like a brief bio and they're sending like mass sending it out to a bunch of podcasts. And they're like, does this person look like a good guest? And I'm like, I don't know this person. Like, for me, it's like, the topic that they're presenting is important, but I really want to get to know the person before I have them on guests on podcasts. So think about how you can sort of personalize it if you do use a company. Now, if you're still, if you're reaching out personally, like, which is the method that I usually do, how do you go beyond email, right? So one idea is to create an audio and other option is to create some sort of a video. So you can use a program. It's a free program called Loom. It's L O O M. And you can either create a audio recording or a video recording. And so basically what you do is you use your webcam and to, you push the Loom record button and then you use your webcam to record a message, you know, saying, hey, you know, just thank you so much for creating the podcast. I really have enjoyed, you know, this episode and and this episode as well. And they taught me this and this. And, you know, I was actually wondering, you know, I was a little bit scared to reach out, but. I wanted to see if you were accepting guests to be on your podcast. I love your community and all that you're doing. And this is a topic that I thought might serve your audience. And so after you're done with that Loom recording, Loom actually gives you a URL that you can then hyperlink to an email. So you can write the email and then you can just say, hey, Melvin, you know, I created a quick Loom recording to just uh to share, you know, like how the podcast has helped me or something like that. And then my other sort of thing is don't be discouraged if you don't hear back. And especially don't keep spamming the person, especially if it's only been like like a couple of weeks or even a month. Either means that it's not a good fit. It's which if you've gone through the previous steps, it's likely not that it more likely means the podcast host may be focusing on a certain area, like a topic, and maybe it's not a good fit in that season. Or they're backed up, but you're definitely in line to reach out, you know. For example, with Signing the Couch, this is even just crazy for me to think about because I never would have expected it. When I first started Signing the Couch, I was like, hey, do you want to be a guest on a a little podcast? (laughs) I'm starting out. And, you know, this year, we're actually now currently about 12 months booked out. And I feel really bad sometimes when, you know, like folks reach out and they, you know, they submit the survey and I'm like, man, I can't even reach out to them. In, in 12 months. But I just wanted to let you know, like if you've reached out, for example, to be a guest on STC, that's the reason. And I imagine like even podcasts are way more popular than STC. They probably even have longer wait lists. So and then when you reach out, lead with why you love the podcast and how you can serve your audience through that episode. Versus saying, hey, I have a new book that I just published and I wanted to come on your podcast to speak about it, right? So... When you lead that way, even though like you have a book to publish, right, it sounds or it comes across as, hey, I want to sell some more copies of my book and I want to get on a podcast so that I can let other people know about my book. It's, I completely understand wanting to sell a book, for example, but I think it's coming from a wrong place because, you know, podcasts especially, they're such a connection medium, right? And it's a great and... At the end of the day, you know, I know for me, like I want, I'm interested in certain topics, but I'm also interested in the person's heart and where they're coming from. So I hope that this has been helpful to you. Again, the five tips are use Apple podcast app and Google search engines, listen to several episodes of a podcast. Third tip is see if the podcast has a community. Fourth tip is see if there is an email list. Fifth tip is see if the person has a form or method to get on the podcast on their website. And then the bonus tip is when reaching out, stand out. And again, I created this quick little one-page cheat sheet sheet for you, just for you to have like a checklist to make sure you're doing those things. You can download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcast guest launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this replay episode. And again, just wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again, download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the cohort launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com.